0: Welcome back, everybody, to our online bonus segment. We call it Lively Extra, when 30 minutes is just not enough, and it never seems to be these days. Let's reset the panel. Susie Sienke and Tim White and Dave Lehman. Folks, we did not—I oh, blew through Outrageous, which we may get to a little bit later. Uh, Care New England and Lifespan. Uh, they have been engaged many times before. Will they actually get to the altar? Um We've been watching this, and the irony of this is that they started talking again during the pandemic. Tim, I know you guys have been following this a lot, your colleagues, and we've heard this before. Boy, going back three decades, the merger, I wonder how things have changed now. Questions about monopoly and all that, why that's changed now as opposed to when they first proposed this.
1: I mean, Jim, you are so right. Is this not the longest-running soap opera in recent Rhode Island history? The couple of Lifespan and Care New England have been on again, (laughs) off again for more than three decades. The phrase, I can't quit you, uh, seems to come to mind uh, constantly when I think about this. But, look, we talked a a little bit earlier about, or in in the main Lively Experiment program, about the the legacy of Gina Raimondo. One thing I think is going to be lost here is that this is deep down part of her legacy if this merger goes through. I think if there were a, a governor that was more passive in this, it is very possible that partners of Boston would own Lifespan right now. But she stepped in and urged uh, Care New England and Lifespan to come back to the table. And as you say, after 30 years, give it another go. Um, and you know, I think on paper, Yes, it, it makes sense to have, they're on the same campus. Uh, but y- Women and infants in Rhode Island Hospital, at least, are, uh, share some land. Um, Bolden Brown University that could potentially boost the Warren Alpert Medical School. I think on paper it makes sense. Now it is up to the Attorney General, Peter Narona, the Department of Health, and the Federal Trade Commission to decide uh, if it's gonna be a net gain or loss for Rhode Islanders.
0: Yeah, Dave, I wonder if you see any regulatory hurdles. I mean, again, they, they talked about when Patrick Lynch looked at this and his predecessor, Jeff Pine, it was, is this going to be a monopoly? Are we going to lose jobs? Look, mergers always tend to be like this. And a lot of the workers are wondering, are we going to lose jobs? So, I mean, why is it different now, Dave, than it was 20 years ago?
2: Well, uh, for one thing, the hospitals, uh, the the whole medical scene has changed. Hospitals, uh, you know, they're $35 million in debt. One of them, I think it was, uh, I care New England, I can't remember which. Uh, you know the fact of the matter is, and I struggle with this monopoly thing. I spent a little time in, in the Soviet Union, uh, and I saw I saw what in day to day life what monopolies look like, and it was awful. And that has forever been in my brain when I see monopolies, and this troubles me. But what troubles me more, if if uh, this whole thing had uh, had come apart, come apart with uh, with the partners in, in Boston, we would have been a satellite. And I think I think this is probably the best that we can do, and I think ultimately, uh, unless there's something really bad that I haven't seen and hasn't been surfacing yet, but it will if if, if it's out there, I think this is probably the uh, the best uh, the better of the deals. And if you think about it, th- these two hospitals now have 77 percent of the market. The monopoly is there. This is simply putting a name, maybe a a big name over the two hospitals until you know, once this gets sorted out. So I think think this is probably ultimately uh, the better of the two deals because both hospitals need each other. There are going to be economies of scale. I've never heard of a merger where companies or entities come together in order to spend more money or to hire more people. Now, they say that this will give us more hiring power because we're going to be bigger, we're going to be better. That may be the case, but efficiencies are going to come into play here, I'm sure. It has to. Both those yeah, are losing money. Dr. Babino and Dr. Finale had in a collective aneurysm.
0: Lifespan, care, New England, Soviet Union. That's all they're going to take out of that. Sue, <laughs> um, yeah, so, so go ahead and chime in.
3: So I think there's always an emotionally heated argument around mergers. And, you know, there's a cognitive dissonance about the consolidation and the outcomes of this. I go back to the 60 Minutes report that they did on Sutter Health that started out small and started eating all the hospitals. And what was the outcome of that? Well, it wasn't very good. There was certainly, uh, you know, the patient care went down. Um, it didn't stay the same. And the prices went up. So there was a, a between an 11 to 50 50- price increase. And that's what happens with mergers. You know, I I agree with you that Partners was probably not the right partner to come into Rhode Island, but I'm not so sure about this. So I'll be interested to see what Peter Naronda does, how he uh, chimes in on the merger, what regulatory hurdles they will have to overcome. But really, the bottom line is, what is going to happen to the care for patients and what is going to happen to the cost?
0: Yeah, that's the big question. Okay, folks, I, blow through, I blew through uh, outrages and kudos uh, in the last segment. Let's do that now. Tim, do you have an outrage or a kudo this week?
1: I'm going to go with an out, outrage, Jim. Uh, my colleague, Steph Machado, is covering the police use of force trial of uh, Providence Police Officer Sergeant Joseph Hanley, and the judge in that case will not allow reporters to provide real-time updates via Twitter or any other uh, platforms. And in normal times uh, for judges, that is a very common practice now to allow greater access uh, to the courtroom so people can understand what's going on uh, inside there. Uh, But especially during a pandemic where the court is trying to limit the foot traffic in the courthouses, I think it is absolutely short-sighted of a judge to choke off access to the public because that is the practical effect of his decision.
0: Yeah, uh, and if they can do it in federal court, as you know, Judge Smith has allowed, I mean, federal court was always like the gulag. Why can't they do it in in district court? Sue, what do you have this week? Outrage or kudos?
3: Outrage, of course. No kudos this week. Outrage. Um, There's a bill, and I'm going to go national on this. There's a bill uh, sitting in the House of Representatives that we anticipate will be voted on on March 8th. It's called the PRO Act. It's, It's House Bill 842. What it will do is take away any right to work right to work it will kill franchisees it will make them a joint employee with a corporation so any franchise owners it will actually uh, hurt independent contractors and there are 59 million independent contractors across the country Um, it will really uh, damage local small businesses so we're paying attention to that and there's another bill hr1 which will greatly impact uh, elections. It will not allow the states to have control over their elections. So those are two bills that we're uh, vehemently opposed to, H.R. 1 and uh, House Bill 842.
0: We should remind the lively viewers, always bring a pen and pad when Sue comes. She has the numbers, <laughs> jot them down, put them up on our website. Okay, Mr. Layman, you have the last minute for an outrage or a kudom.
2: Okay. Uh, uh, in the Past week, I was able to get the vaccine. That's the good news. The bad news is my age qualifies me for that.
0: (laughs) I can't do anything about that.
2: As a result, I got a chance to see up close what some of these pharmacists are going through. And this is a kudo. Uh, I had some great experiences with Walgreens. I saw people there behind the counter who have to make decisions as to who gets the extra doses and who doesn't. I didn't get an extra dose, by the way. And I saw people, who, and, and I, I saw it firsthand, a lot of people were going up there and expressing concern about helping people who are in the margins, who if, if they don't get it, they're going to die because they're so compromised uh, with their immune system. I was very touched by the empathy that I saw at the Walgreens and Federal Hill, the Walgreens and West Warwick. I was at both of those. And I was really touched by how these people with all this craziness going on, people coming in and sad stories, they managed to keep their empathy. And I think that's a wonderful thing to see, given this whole pandemic where empathy sometimes is not there, especially when you're trying to get so much done in such a short period of time. So kudos to them. Yeah,
0: that is the good part. We've heard that from uh, a lot of people that uh, amidst the craziness, they are focused. So Dave, thank you. thank you. Folks, that's all the time we have. Even with the extra segment, it's never enough. Sue. And Tim and Dave, thank you so much. Folks, join us back here next week as The Lively Experiment continues.